Hey guys, welcome to In the Trenches with your boy LeVar Hamlin. I'm giving this uh, solo act a few a, a test run right now to see how I hold up on my own. If I can carry a show and give you guys some topics to discuss, feel free to feel free to hit me back on here with your feedback, with your questions, and with your messages, you know, and I'll do my best to put them up on here the best way I can on any and any topics that I may bring up. This is an everyday show, everyday topic. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about relationships, politics, money matters, health issues, both mental and physical. Um, one of the things I want to bring up today was... Um, the difference between the NBA and the NFL in terms of social issues, salary caps, and setting up your success while you're playing and while you're not playing. Like every other businessman, if you are ever lucky to get your business started, you're going to go through some bumps, some bruises, some financial losses, and you know your increases you're gonna boom and you're gonna you're gonna have your recessions you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have so many um, clientele where you're gonna have to hire more people to handle certain things and delegate authority and then you're gonna have a recession period where you're gonna have to actually cut people loose let others go and reallocate your funds and your resources to better your business to better your brand um I have always been a big proponent of if I was ever on that level of playing professionally, winning is the only thing that is going to make my business decisions relevant. Um, you have, and sometimes when you know you hold all the cards and people need you and you become untouchable to a certain degree because anytime that your name is mentioned there is a plus profit share that comes along with it say for instance uh let me say lebron james um i'm gonna use this for example lebron james colin kaepernick colin kaepernick is the, the one that actually brought the social justice, injustice, and made it aware for everybody. And it has been twisted and mangled to the degree where this man can't even participate in a, in a job that he loves, in his craft. He cannot progress, and he constantly gets overlooked time and time again. And the sad part about it, he's not the first one. Um, anybody who remembers Craig Codges back from the Bulls in the early 90s did sort of the same thing and was left out into obscurity until he actually withered away never to be heard from again. I bring this up because Colin Kaepernick wasn't the money you can drop his name he wasn't it's not like okay he's gonna bring you in a couple bucks he's gonna bring you in some clientele he may sell a couple shoes but that's about it 
and football as a sport is not globally known as it is basketball. Whereas, I'm going to transition this to LeBron James, who took what Kaepernick was saying and he magnified it for his own personal benefit. And even when he does it like that, he plays with essentially house money and can speak out on social issues because in today's society, he has become Mr. Untouchable. He's been outspoken about social injustice. He's been he's been outspoken about, you know, our president and rightfully so, in my opinion. But and he has become untouchable. The NBA won't levy no fines or ban LeBron from the league, whereas the NFL has all but turned their back on Colin Kaepernick and other people that supported that cause. So on one hand, I do commend the, N- the NBA for and their executives for bagging the players' movements and allowing them to use their voice and their platform to get out the social injustices and things that hinders our community from actually becoming better. You know, not you know, all we ever ask for as a community is the same shots as everybody else and when the skills are off balance to that degree you're going to have some pushback and it's going to be a different treatment and that those are the things that need to be brought to brought to light brought to the forefront for the whole world to see when nwa first came out it was kind of like it was kind of like colin kaepernick they they put out there the injustices because they were in living conditions and there were prejudices that came along and allowed them to be treated a certain kind of way and they spoke out about it in an extremely rough manner but those guys were not products of their environment some can say that because they took that hard stand and they took more of a risk because they really didn't have anything when they first got started. These guys are, 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 are they beat the odds. Dr. Dre just got done selling Dre beats for like over $100 million to Apple, I believe it is. Ice Cube is one of the biggest stars in music. Q Vision, dealing with TV and movies, and so on. Um, Easy E had his own record level for a while, you know, until things fell apart and he got sick and so on. I mean, he, you had, and you had a lot of big names up under your belt at that same time. So it's not like these guys were lacking in a certain area. They were ahead of the time. But the thing is, they, they didn't have the luxury of playing with house money house money socially because there are pushback any great play any great person in this world always have that pushback uh bill russell in boston back in the 60s did the same thing even as a star athlete bringing your champ your city championships and he was getting harassed just like everybody else to this day and if you ever met bill russell he is just as rebellious and defiant 
And he, he looks at you almost with a side eye to this day because of the time he came up in. Jim Brown is the same way. You know, very down-to-earth guy. You know, and he would offer you knowledge whenever it presents itself. Those came at personal cost to those guys. Let's take Muhammad Ali. When he was like, he's not, when he's against any kind of war for political reasons and he was against it and he stood behind his religion which is which is in the constitute right and he didn't want to participate in the draft they stripped him of his championship and he, he was he we it's a lot of prime years even even in Muhammad Ali's career that we were robbed of i say all this to say this about lebron and I, I commend him everything about his 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 social uh, contributions, but the guy plays with house money. He is Mr. Untouchable in today's time. He's going to get you money, and he's on a quest to become even greater after basketball than he is playing on the basketball court. He loses nothing by taking these stands because he holds all the cards. Your character is truly tested when you stare adversity in the face and you're not a, it's like a boxer. You know you're going to get in the ring. I, there is not one boxer or one champion that, not, that has not been hit in the face or on, or on any part of their body that has not been hit and been called champion. You're going to have your bumps and your bruises. You're going to take some lips, some licks. You're going to take a couple haymakers along the way. LeBron has done neither. And if we ever get everybody to take a step back and get out of what mainstream media wants you to say and the Rich Pauls and the Royals and the Maverick Carters of the Royals wants you to believe this is the true definition of a character, you know, of the heart, of your mental fortitude. When you have something to lose and you still take these stands. And unless you're willing to do that, a certain amount of you have to keep everything in its proper context. Now, I have people on my other podcast show. I do with the collectives like Tim Young and Black Hippie and Corey Seal Crockett. They may disagree, but you have to have some personal loss to a certain degree. Think about it. As great as Martin Luther King is, he went to jail for protesting. Malcolm X went to jail for protesting. These are some of our ancestors and some of our greats in uh, African American history that took a stand to allow us a lot of the liberties that we have to this day. You know, even with the school systems. I mean, there was there's there's a lot of stuff that went down in the sixties and seventies that we don't even know about that they kept from history. You know, uh, even as a grown man, Black Wall Street was hidden from us. You know, for the longest. And if anybody knows about Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street was actually more profitable than the New York Wall Street. That t- and that should tell you something about our culture when we all work together.
I'm going to transition to this as well. Uh, I'm going to transition to football for a second. Um, we always talk about quarterbacks, and everybody, and we have that ultimate debate about quarterbacks. I'm going to bring up two names that we never ever really mention among the all-time greats. That is Drew Brees from the New Orleans Saints and Philip Rivers. These guys have outstanding statistics. And I'm going to tell you something about where they rank all-time in passing yards and touchdowns. And stats, and this is these stats are amazingly true. You may not even believe them. And there's one guy, a couple guys that deserve credit when we talk about those two guys, Marty Schartheimer, and uh, I think his name is Ted. Ted. Thomas or something like that Ted Thompson he was the GM for the San Diego Chargers this franchise actually drafted Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers most most teams and GMs can't even get the first friend they, they're still looking for their first franchise quarterback this guy has messed he's he was able to get Two draft two all-time great quarterbacks in his tenure. Um, and anybody who sleeps on New Orleans or San Diego, let me give you a quick recap. Uh, Daniel Tomlinson and Drew Brees were drafted by the San Diego Chargers, I want to say back in 2001. And they had a couple touch-and-go gears, and at that time, Drew Brees had the luxury of actually learning behind Doug Flutie before Doug Flutie retired and, you know, did whatever. <laughs> Not to sound, you know, like that, but before he decided to just up, go and do whatever. A couple years go past. San Diego made late pushes, but always came up sort of kind of short. All right. A couple years later, uh, same year, Eli comes out, gets drafted by the Giants, and finagles his way out of San Diego. Uh, he goes, they draft Phillip Rivers, and the draft they trade him. And those te- those two guys were on the same team for like two or three years. And the organization had the hardest time of choosing between the two. And looking at hindsight, they had a, a, a very good right to be hesitant. Uh, until luck came across one way, Drew Brees got hurt. And what makes Drew Brees that much more special is the resilience and what he, what he's actually done. He injured his throwing shoulder. A lot of people didn't think he was going to ever play again. They didn't even think he was going to even be, be able to throw the ball 10, 15 yards, let alone 
become one of the all-time best. But he got he got well. San Diego San Diego traded Drew Brees. That was the ultimate out to let him to let him walk. Sean Payton got the head coaching job in New Orleans right after Hurricane Katrina. Drew Brees went down there and he put that city on his back. And we never mentioned that Brady and the Patriots are the model of consistency. Drew Brees revitalized. Hold on, let me take let me say it like this. Tom Brady revitalized an organization. Drew Brees revitalized a city. After Hurricane Katrina, there was nothing down there. There was nobody. There was a lot of community work that had to be done, let alone trying to field a football team, let alone trying to field a football team. So when you talk all-time greats, that has to go up there because there are a lot of great quarterbacks that has to go to great situations in order for their legacy to, to be cemented. And in that in that sense, I'm always going to respect Drew Brees. Um, I finally found my numbers here. At the beginning of the 2018 season, let me tell you uh, right now, the all-time uh, leader, league career leaders in passing touchdowns. When we talk about greats, you got Peyton Manning at 539, Brett Favre at 508, Drew Brees, and I, I, I paraphrase by saying this is at the beginning of the 2018 season. You had Drew Brees at 488. You had Tom Brady at 488. You had Marino, Fran Tarkenton. Down below, you have Phillip Rivers at 342. So right there, I don't. Even, I think that's like the top eight quarterbacks in the league in terms of career touchdown passes. As I said before, you had the GM. I think his, I think his name was uh, Ron Wolf. I'm sorry. Uh, he went over to San Diego, revitalized that with Marty Schottenheimer. Most organizations can't eat, they still looking for the first French they, they're still looking to draft their first franchise quarterback. This team actually drafted two franchise quarterbacks within a span of five years. And that's that's a lot to say about that research department. Um, next, we're gonna go like even even with um passing yards. Got Peyton Manning at uh, seventy-one thousand nine hundred and some change. Biff Harv is not too far behind. Got Drew Brees, seventy thousand four hundred forty-five yards. Uh, go down a little bit further in terms of active. You got Phillip Rivers at fifty thousand four hundred and some change. So. Like I said, you've got you've had the luxury of drafting two all-time greats within a five-year period, and these guys are never mentioned in terms of some of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, I think at some point we have to sit here and reevaluate everything. Um, 
anybody that knows me knows that I am a huge Chicago Bears fan. But I got to be honest with you. If the Bears don't make it to the, don't make it to the playoffs or get put out, there's, there's, there's two Super Bowl matchups I am dying to see. It's going to be either the Patriots against the Saints or the Chargers against the Saints. I don't see how those Super Bowl I don't I don't see any other Super Bowl matchups where that can generate that much more buzz. Kansas City's on the roll, but they're still young. They get once you get into the playoffs, everything ratchets up, attention to detail becomes more important. And oh by the way, if they come out as young as they are with the first round bye, they can get that buzz saw in a very first playoff game and that'd be a, a learning that'd be a learning experience for the team so I don't see them as being ready to go to the Super Bowl just yet the Rams are having a good season you know Jerry Goff had a made a very good bounce back second year he's looking even greater to this day in his third year but teams that start fast necessarily don't end fast in the NFL it's always going to come down to who can hit that stride or that stride at the right time to push them through to win the Super Bowl. That's what the NFL is about. I'm going to piggyback to the beginning a bit about the difference between the NBA and the NFL. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be pro NFL. I mean, NBA, I'm sorry. Because basketball is what's up. It's the global sport. You know, it's the ultimate flash sport. I get it. Crossovers, dunks, the, the, the three ball, everything that goes along with it. I get it. But let's look at the NBA. Honestly, you have three legitimate teams that can win a championship in the NBA. Which that which me personally lets me know. All the stuff with the 82 games, it's just fluff. It's just cable companies getting free money because over 90% of the teams that you watch on the NBA ticket, on the NBA League Pass through DirecTV and all these other cable providers, it's fluff games. They're getting, they're, they're going to get their money because 90% of those teams that you are watching playing on the League Pass aren't going to get you to the finals. They're not even in the conversation of being a, a contender because these teams are so stacked. Whereas you look at the NFL to this day, mark my words, you have anywhere from 14 to 16 teams that can legitimately legitimately have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. 14 to 16 teams can legitimately go on a run, if they hit that stride at the right time, can go on a run and win the Super Bowl. You got the Chiefs, you got the Rams, uh, another team, you got the Chargers that's in the same division with the Chiefs. That's, 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 that only has two losses, whereas the Chiefs have one. That whole division, if, if, if everything stays to part, that whole division could be turned upside down if, say, the Chargers come and sweep Kansas City. That whole division can be turned around and everybody's looking at the flash of Kansas City and been sleeping on the San Diego Chargers all year. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to tell you another team. Uh, the Redskins look pretty good. Depending on what Redskins team show up, they can be anybody. The Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints can be anybody. Those are complete. Those are some complete teams. You got the Seahawks kind of hit their stride. They're looking really good right now. You know, I had I mentioned the Rams already. Um, we could transition. Minnesota has the firepower. power. The defense took a step. They took a couple steps back, but they're still a re- relevant team enough. Whereas if they go on the run, they can get to the Super Bowl and win it. Nobody wants to hear this. The Chicago Bears, even with Mitchell Trubisky, who's probably the worst quarterback of all the contending teams I'm naming right now, has a chance of going to the Super Bowl because they're a complete team. And let's take a look at this even with the Bears. Out of their three losses, two of, two of those losses are legitimate, whereas I me mean, one loss is legitimate. That's the one to the Patriots. They got robbed against in Miami, and they took their foot off the gas against the, in the opening game against Green Bay. And I want guys, I want you guys to actually let that sit in. And if you want to sit here and take it a step further, um, if they don't have special team blunders against New England, they can be undefeated right now. My opinion. Um, let's go over to and you look over to the AFC. Baltimore has a chance of going to the Super Bowl and can. And it can be anybody. Nobody talks about them. The Steelers are finally trying to hit their stride. They're serious contenders. Cincinnati Bengals are looking like a complete team. But they fly under the radar and past experience and demons haunt them. But they get on the right road. They can be anybody. Um, it's another team. It's a, couple, it's, it's a lot more other teams. Uh, that legitimately have these shots. Uh, I'm not going to say anybody out of the AFC South, but if you're going to force me to pick one team, the Texans are looking extremely good right now. They're, they're probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They can legitimately go down there, and if they hit the roll, the roll, that 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 roll at the right time, they can be anybody. DeAndre Hopkins, Demarion Thomas, somebody's going to get one-on-one, and it's going to be barbecue chicken. Man, like I said, you have half the league is in contention for a Super Bowl, and it's not smoke and mirrors. It is legit. It's about matchups as well. These guys can come in and go on a hot streak, and it's going to be interesting after, especially after Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of people don't know this: the Bears and the Vikings just bumped out um, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh for the 18th uh, Sunday night. They, the NBC flexed that schedule, so what used to, where the Bears and Vikings was going to play at noon, now they're playing in that Sunday night primetime game now, like. This is where this is the start where you're gonna start seeing all these games come to a head, and they're gonna get more and more serious because you're gonna be battling. And I forgot to mention earlier about the Super Bowl contender. You can't until somebody beats them. The Eagles are gonna be a contender as well. Um, I just want to get those off my chest this evening. Um, most likely that was you know it's sports dominant. But I'm going to bring up some other topics, man. Sports right now is just 
the thing right now um like i said you know my background i've played quarterback at tennessee state i was here in chicago i was a hell of a player in chicago uh played on the practice squad with the tennessee titans I did that route, graduated, and I am a Chicago firefighter. I'm a first responder for the city, so I am well-versed in a lot of different areas. I also own a podcast with some other great fellas, Tim Young, uh, who has his own um, individual show that you can also check out as well. Uh, You can check out the Bring Your A-Game Sports Talk, also the Live and Direct with the whole crew that I'm going to always mention. Um, this is just my own personal thing to do a hosted thing and give you some feedback. I do welcome all the messages, the inboxes here to let me know what you think of this show. Um, we have a lot of different venues. I'm looking forward to your feedback. And I thank you for tuning in to In the Trenches with LeVar Hamlin. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a nice one. Hey guys, welcome to In the Trenches with your boy LeVar Hamlin. I'm giving this uh, solo act a few a, a test run right now to see how I hold up on my own. If I can carry a show and give you guys some topics to discuss, feel free to, feel free to hit me back on here with your feedback, with your questions, and with your messages, you know, and I'll do my best to put them up on here the best way I can on any and any topics that I may bring up. This is an everyday show, everyday topic. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about religion. We're going to talk about relationships, politics, money matters, health issues, both mental and physical. Um, one of the things I want to bring up today was... Um, the difference between the NBA and the NFL in terms of social issues, salary caps, and setting up your success while you're playing and while you're not playing. Like every other businessman, if you are ever lucky to get your business started, you're going to go through some bumps, some bruises, some financial losses, and you know your increases you're gonna boom and you're gonna you're gonna have your recessions you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have so many um, clientele where you're gonna have to hire more people to handle certain things and delegate authority and then you're gonna have a recession period where you're gonna have to actually cut people loose let others go and reallocate your funds and your resources to better your business to better your brand um I have always been a big proponent of if I was ever on that level of playing professionally, winning is the only thing that is going to make my business decisions relevant. Um, you have, And sometimes when you know you hold all the cards and people need you and you become untouchable to a certain degree because anytime that your name is mentioned there is a plus 
profit share that comes along with it. Say, for instance, uh, let me say LeBron James. Um, I'm going to use this for example. LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is the, the one that actually brought the social justice, injustice, and made it aware for everybody. And it has been twisted and mangled to the degree where this man can't even participate in a, in a job that he loves, in his craft. He cannot progress, and he constantly gets overlooked time and time again. And the sad part about it, he's not the first one. Um, anybody who remembers Craig Codges back from the Bulls in the early 90s did sort of the same thing and was left out into obscurity until he actually withered away never to be heard from again. I bring this up because Colin Kaepernick wasn't the money. You can drop his name. He wasn't. It's not like, okay, he's going to bring you in a couple bucks. He's going to bring you in some clientele. He may sell a couple shoes, but that's about it. And football as a sport is not globally known as it is basketball. Whereas I'm going to transition this to LeBron James, who took what Kaepernick was saying and he magnified it for his own personal benefit. And even when he does it like that, he plays with essentially house money and can speak out on social issues because in today's society, he has become Mr. Untouchable. He's been outspoken about social injustice. He's been he's been outspoken about you know our president and rightfully so in my opinion. But and he has become untouchable. The NBA won't levy no fines or ban LeBron from the league, whereas the NFL has all but turned their back on Colin Kaepernick and other people that supported that cause. So on one hand, I do commend the, N- the NBA for and their executives for bagging the players' movements and allowing them to use their voice and their platform to get out the social injustices and things that hinders our community from actually becoming better. You know, not you know, all we ever ask for as a community is the same shots as everybody else. And when the skills are off balance to that degree, you're going to have some pushback and it's going to be a different treatment. And that, those are the things that need to be brought to, brought to light, brought to the forefront for the whole world to see. When NWA first came out, it was kind of like, it was kind of like Colin Kaepernick. They, they, put out there the injustices because they were in living conditions and there were prejudices that came along and allowed them to be treated a certain kind of way and they spoke out about it in an extremely rough manner but those guys were not products of their environment 
Some can say that because they took that hard stand and they took more of a risk because they really didn't have anything when they first got started. These guys are, 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 they beat the odds. Dr. Dre just got done selling Dre beats for like over $100 million to Apple, I believe it is. Ice Cube is one of the biggest stars in music, Cube Vision, dealing with TV and movies, and so on. Um, Easy E had his own record level for a while, you know, until things fell apart and he got sick and so on. I mean, he, you had, and you had a lot of big names up under your belt at that same time. So it's not like these guys were lacking in a certain area. They were ahead of the time. But the thing is, they, they didn't have the luxury of playing with house money. House money socially because there are pushback. Any great play, any great person in this world always have that pushback. Uh, Bill Russell in Boston back in the 60s did the same thing. Even as a star athlete bringing your, champ, your city championships. And he was getting harassed just like everybody else to this day. And if you ever met Bill Russell, he is just as rebellious and defiant. And he he looks at you almost with a side eye to this day because of the time he came up in. Jim Brown is the same way. You know, very down-to-earth guy. You know, and he would offer you knowledge whenever it presents itself. Those came at personal cost to those guys. Let's take Muhammad Ali. When he was like, he's not, when he's against any kind of war for political reasons, and he was against it, and he stood behind his religion, which is, which is in the constitute right, and he didn't want to participate in the draft, they stripped him of his championship. And he, he was, he we, it's a lot of prime years, even even in Muhammad Ali's career that we were robbed of. I say all this to say this about LeBron, and I, I commend him everything about his 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 social uh, contributions. But the guy plays with house money. He is Mr. Untouchable in today's time. He's going to get you money, and he's on a quest to become even greater after basketball than he is playing on the basketball court. He loses nothing by taking these stands because he holds all the cards. Your character is truly tested when you stare adversity in the face and you're not a, it's like a boxer. You know, you're going to get in the ring. I, there is not one boxer or one champion that, not, that has not been hit in the face or on, or on any part of their body that has not been hit and been called champion. You're going to have your bumps and your bruises. You're going to take some lips, some licks. You're going to take a couple haymakers along the way. LeBron has done neither. And if we ever get everybody to take a step back and get out of what mainstream media wants you to say and the Rich Pauls and the Royals and the Maverick Carters of the Royals wants you to believe this is the true definition of a character you know of the heart of your mental fortitude when you have something to lose and you still take these stands 
And unless you're willing to do that, a certain amount of you have to keep everything in its proper context. Now, I have people on my other podcast show. I do with the collectives like Tim Young and Black Hippie and Corey Seal Crockett. They may disagree, but you have to have some personal loss to a certain degree. Think about it. As great as Martin Luther King is, he went to jail for protesting. Malcolm X went to jail for protesting. These are some of our ancestors and some of our greats in uh, African-American history that took a stand to allow us a lot of the liberties that we have to this day. You know, even with the school systems. I mean, there was, there was, there was a lot of stuff that went down in the 60s and 70s that we don't even know about that they kept from history. You know, uh, even as a grown man, Black Wall Street was hidden from us, you know, for the longest and if anybody knows about Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street was actually more profitable than the New York Wall Street. That t- and that should tell you something about our culture when we all work together. I'm going to transition to this as well. Uh, I'm going to transition to football for a second. Um, we always talk about quarterbacks and everybody and we have that ultimate debate about quarterbacks i'm going to bring up two names that we never ever really mention among the all-time greats that is drew Brees from the new orleans saints and philip rivers these guys have outstanding statistics, and I'm going to tell you something about where they rank all-time in passing yards and touchdowns. And stats, and this is these stats are amazingly true. You may not even believe them, and there's one guy, a couple guys that deserve credit when we talk about those two guys Marty Schartheimer and uh, I think his name is Ted Ted Thomas or something like that Ted Thompson he was the GM for the San Diego Chargers this franchise actually drafted Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers most most teams and GMs can't even get the first friend. They they're still looking for their first franchise quarterback. This guy has messed. He's he was able to get two draft two all time great quarterbacks in his tenure. Um, and anybody who sleeps on New Orleans or San Diego. Let me give you a quick recap. Uh, Daniel Tomlinson and Drew Brees were drafted by the San Diego Chargers, I want to say back in 2001. And they had a couple touch and go gears. And at that time, 
Drew Brees had the luxury of actually learning behind Doug Flutie before Doug Flutie retired and, you know, did whatever. <laughs> Not to sound, you know, like that, but before he decided to just up, go and do whatever. A couple years go past. San Diego made late pushes, but always came up sort of kind of short. All right. A couple years later, uh, same year, Eli comes out, gets drafted by the Giants, and finagles his way out of San Diego. Uh, he goes, they draft Phillip Rivers, and the draft they trade him. And those, te- those two guys were on the same team for like two or three years. And the organization had the hardest time of choosing between the two. And looking at hindsight, they had a, a, a very good right to be hesitant. Uh, until luck came across one way, Drew Brees got hurt. And what makes Drew Brees that much more special is the resilience and what he what he's actually done. He injured his throwing shoulder. A lot of people didn't think he was going to ever play again. They didn't even think he was going to even be be able to throw the ball 10, 15 yards, let alone become one of the all-time best. But he got he got well. San Diego San Diego traded Drew Brees. That was the ultimate out to let him to let him walk. Sean Payton got the head coaching job in New Orleans right after Hurricane Katrina. Drew Brees went down there and he put that city on his back. And we never mentioned that Brady and the Patriots are the model of consistency. Drew Brees revitalized. Hold on, let me take me say it like this. Tom Brady revitalized an organization. Drew Brees revitalized a city. After Hurricane Katrina, there was nothing down there. There was nobody. There was a lot of community work that had to be done, let alone trying to field a football team, let alone trying to field the football team. So when you talk all-time greats, that has to go up there because there are a lot of great quarterbacks that has to go to great situations in order for their legacy to, to be cemented. And in that in that sense, I'm always going to respect Drew Brees. Uh, I finally found my numbers here. At the beginning of the 2018 season, let me tell you uh, right now, the all-time uh, leader, league career leaders in passing touchdowns when we talk about greats. Yeah, Peyton Manning at 539, Brett Favre at 508, Drew Brees, and I, I, I paraphrase by saying this is at the beginning of the 2018 season. You had Drew Brees at 488. You had Tom Brady at 488. You had Marino, Fran Tarkenton. Down below, you have Phillip Rivers at 342. So right there, I don't. Even, I think that's like the top eight quarterbacks in the league in terms of career touchdown passes. As I said before, you had the GM. I think, his, I think his name was uh, Ron Wolf. I'm sorry. 
uh, he went over to San Diego, revitalized that with Marty Schottenheimer. Most organizations can't eat, they still looking for the first franchise. They, they're still looking to draft their first franchise quarterback. This team actually drafted two franchise quarterbacks within a span of five years. And that's that's a lot to say about that research department. Um, next, we're gonna go like even even with um, passing yards. You got Peyton Manning at uh, seventy one thousand nine hundred and some change. Brett Harv is not too far behind. You got Drew Brees seventy thousand four hundred forty forty five yards. Um, go down a little bit further in terms of active. You got Philip Rivers at. 50,400 and some change. So, like I said, you've got, you've had the luxury of drafting two all time greats within a five year period. And these guys are never mentioned in terms of some of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, I think at some point we have to sit here and Reevaluate everything. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I am a huge Chicago Bears fan. But I gotta be honest with you: if the Bears don't make it to the, don't make it to the playoffs or get put out, there's just there's two Super Bowl matchups I am dying to see. It's gonna be either the Patriots against the Saints. Or the Chargers against the Saints. I don't see how those Super Bowl. I don't. I don't see any other Super Bowl matchups where that can generate that much more buzz. Kansas City's on the roll, but they're still young. They get once you get into the playoffs, everything ratchets up. Attention to detail becomes more important. And oh, by the way, if they come out as young as they are with the first round bye, they can get that buzz saw. In a very first playoff game, and that'd be a, a learning that'd be a learning experience for the team. So I don't see them as being ready to go to the Super Bowl just yet. The Rams are having a good season, you know. Jared Goff had a made a very good bounce back second year. He's looking even greater to this day in his third year. But teams that start fast necessarily don't end fast in the NFL. It's always going to come down to who can hit that stride or that stride at the right time to push them through to win the Super Bowl. That's what the NFL is about. I'm going to piggyback to the beginning a little bit about the difference between the NBA and the NFL. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be pro NFL. I mean, NBA, I'm sorry. Because basketball is what's up. It's the global sport. You know, it's the ultimate flash sport. I get it. Crossovers, dunks, the, the, the three ball, everything that goes along with it. I get it. But let's look at the NBA. Honestly, you have three legitimate teams that can win the championship in the NBA. Which that which me personally lets me know. All the stuff with the 82 games, it's just fluff. It's just cable companies getting free money because over 90% of the teams that you watch on 
the NBA ticket on the NBA League Pass through DirecTV and all these other cable providers, it's fluff games. They're getting they're, they're going to get their money because 90% of those teams that you are watching playing on the League Pass aren't going to get you to the finals. They're not even in the conversation of being a, a contender because these teams are so stacked. Whereas you look at the NFL to this day, mark my words, you have anywhere from 14 to 16 teams that can legitimately legitimately have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. 14 to 16 teams can legitimately go on a run. If they hit that stride at the right time, can go on a run and win the Super Bowl. You got the Chiefs, you got the Rams. Uh, another team, you got the Chargers that's in the same division with the Chiefs. That's, 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 that only has two losses, whereas the Chiefs have one. That whole division, if, if, if everything stays to part, that whole division could be turned upside down if, say, the Chargers come and sweep Kansas City. That whole division can be turned around, and everybody's looking at the flash of Kansas City and been sleeping on the San Diego Chargers all year. Um, I'm going to tell you another team. Uh, the Redskins look pretty good. Depending on what Redskins team show up, they can be anybody. The Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints can be anybody. Those are complete. Those are some complete teams. You got the Seahawks kind of hit their stride. They're looking really good right now. You know, I had I mentioned the Rams already. Um, we can transition. Minnesota has the firepower. The defense took a step. They took a couple steps back, but they're still a re- relevant team enough. Whereas if they go on the run, they can get to the Super Bowl and win it. Nobody wants to hear this. The Chicago Bears, even with Mitchell Trubisky, who's probably the worst quarterback of all the contending teams I'm naming right now, has a chance of going to the Super Bowl because they're a complete team. And let's take a look at this, even with the Bears. Out of their three losses, two of, two of those losses are legitimate. Whereas, I mean, one loss is legitimate. That's the ones to the Patriots. They got robbed against in Miami, and they took their foot off the gas against the, in the opening game against Green Bay. And I want guys, I want you guys to actually let that sit in. And if you want to sit here and take it a step further, um, if they don't have special team blunders against New England, they can be undefeated right now. My opinion. Um, let's go over to and you look over to the AFC. Baltimore has a chance of going to the Super Bowl and can and, and can be anybody. Nobody talks about them. The Steelers are finally trying to hit their stride. They're serious contenders. Cincinnati Bengals are looking like a complete team, but they fly under the radar and past experience and demons haunt them. But they get on the right road. They can be anybody. Um, it's another team. It's a couple. It's it's a lot more other teams uh, that legitimately have these shots. Uh, I'm not gonna say anybody out of the AFC South, but if you're gonna force me to pick one team, the Texans are looking extremely good right now. They're they're probably one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They can legitimately go down there, and if they hit the road, the road, that 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 
that role at the right time, they can be anybody. DeAndre Hopkins, Demarion Thomas, somebody's going to get one-on-one, and it's going to be barbecue chicken. Man, like I said, you have half the league is in contention for a Super Bowl, and it's not smoke and mirrors. It is legit. It's about matchups as well. These guys can come in and go on a hot streak, and it's going to be interesting, after, especially after Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of people don't know this. The Bears and the Vikings just bumped out um, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh for the 18th uh, Sunday night. They, the NBC flexed that schedule. So we're used to, where the Bears and Vikings was going to play at noon, now they're playing in that Sunday night primetime game now. Like, this is where, this is the start where you're going to start seeing all these games come to a head. And they're going to get more and more serious because you're going to be battling. And I forgot to mention earlier about the Super Bowl contender. You can't, until somebody beats them, the Eagles are going to be a contender as well. Um, I just want to get those off my chest this evening. Um, most likely, that was, you know, it's sports dominant. But I'm going to bring up some other topics, man. Sports right now is just the thing right now. Um, like I said, you know, my background, I've played quarterback at Tennessee State. I was here in Chicago. I was a hell of a player in Chicago. Uh, played on the practice squad with the Tennessee Titans. I did that route, graduated, and I am a Chicago firefighter. I'm a first responder for the city, so... I am well-versed in a lot of different areas. I also own a podcast with some other great fellas, Tim Young, uh, who has his own um, individual show that you can also check out as well. Uh, you can check out the Brink Your A-Game uh, Sports Talk, also the Live and Direct with the whole crew that I'm going to always mention. Um, this is just my own personal thing to do a hosted thing and give you some feedback. I do welcome all the messages, the inboxes here to let me know what you think of this show. Um, We have a lot of different venues. I'm looking forward to your feedback. And I thank you for tuning in to In the Trenches with LeVar Hamlin. I will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a nice one.